Welcome to the CBIA BizCast powered by Google. On this podcast, we dive into stories about Connecticut businesses. Downs Construction actually came to my school. And business leaders. I think it's always also really important to be able to see a path forward. We're shaping the future of Connecticut's economy. This week, we're at Nestle right here in New Haven, joined by partners Adela Liebman and Stephanie Bumps. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. We are really excited to be here. You know, you guys are right here in New Haven, but you're serving customers all over. Tell us a little bit first about what Nestle is. Sure. So um, Nestle started a couple years ago uh, with a mission to provide um, all the things you need to make an amazing lactation accommodation space. So we provide um, lactation um, furniture, we provide lactation pods, we do custom design work, and we do consulting to help um, do some executive education. And really just our mission is to transform organizations um, and really help support working women um, when they return from maternity leave. And this is something that so many more people are talking about, I think, nowadays. What gave you the inspiration to come up with this idea? Um, that's a great question. So um, back when I was uh, returning from maternity leave with my, my daughter, um, and I'm an architect by training, I sort of looked around at the climate and the environment that was being kind of set out um, for, you know, women and parents who are returning to work and just felt like there was this huge gap between this really important, vulnerable, pivotal moment in a woman's career, um, in a parent's career when they're returning to work and they need this space and what was actually being offered and how difficult this issue was. And I sort of felt like, okay, there needs to be kind of like an off the shelf <coughs> sort of product solution for this that can solve all these problems without having their to be like a very large conversation with management and the boss. There's all of these issues that oftentimes come up with lactation space, like, you know, displacement of someone who's in an office or we don't have the space or we don't have plumbing to build in a sink. We don't have refrigeration, all these things that come along with lactation space that are widely misunderstood. So I felt like there was just a really big sort of area for, you know, growth and in, in sort of supporting women and parents in this moment. Um, and also doing something that was really beautiful and meaningful. And I think your success just in a couple of years shows that the need really was there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about, you guys started at a time when people mm -hmm. were actually leaving the office. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, one of, um, one of the um, products that we make is a portable hand washing station. And it was sort of um, serendipitous that um, we had just designed this and the pandemic hit because one of the things that's been one of our core design principles is really thinking about um, how to create healthy communities and how to keep health um, at the center of um, organizations. And so um, we can um, show you in a bit what um, what some of our products look like, but it was it was actually something that we were able to then offer to the world at a time when everybody needed um, extra sanitation and they needed extra places to wash their hands. And our solution was portable and easy to, um, you know, to implement. So it was a solution that would happen to be very timely. And so we ended up focusing really on that part of our business during the pandemic um, because people weren't really going into the office if they didn't have to. But that didn't mean people weren't going to work because there were a lot of, um, you know, uh, critical um, healthcare workers who still need to go into, you know, um, 
you know, the, the hospitals into doctor's offices. There were organizations that were still running, higher education, schools, um, and we were able to provide um, sort of something to all of them to just make their communities a little bit healthier, a little bit safer, a little bit cleaner. So that was actually um, something I think we feel really good about that we were able to meet uh, demand in that moment um, and then be able to still pivot to now that people are returning to the office um, to sort of you know go back to our core roots, which is really to focus on creating um, you know lactation space um, accommodations. And then, yeah, and it, I think just to add to that, I think, and it was, yeah, it was a really amazing opportunity for us is that one thing that we did sort of come to realize during that COVID time was that there are all these kind of workers who are working in person that we could serve also um, incredibly with this lactation accommodation sort of solution because, you know, we started working with manufacturers and people that were really doing like in-person work um, a lot of which, um, you know, a lot of organizations that like have a really strong need for accommodating um, mothers and parents and really looking at that closely. And even, you know, through the pandemic, I think maybe people that weren't thinking as much about sanitation mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little sure. bit about that product that you offer and, you know, some of the other products. Um, so I can tell you about the lactation station. The lactation station is... Um, it's essentially it's an all-in-one piece of furniture that meets kind of checks the box of every single thing that um, a mom needs when she's pumping so pumping is what you're doing at work when you don't have your baby with you and you're lactating and you are um, breastfeeding an infant so for example if you put your child in daycare and you choose to breastfeed you need to then provide your child with breast milk even if you're at work you're not with your infant but you still need to do that so um, it has a refrigerator built into the inside it has um, electrical outlets. It has a sliding desk for producti productivity. Um, and then the sort of very cool thing about it is it has um, an internal plumbing system. We call it our plumbing-free um, sink. Um, so essentially, you could stick it in a closet or a break room or a conference room, and then um, that mom then has their own private sink for washing their equipment. So it's completely sanitary. It's all built into one. Um, and then we also have our chair that goes with it. The fact that it really doesn't require any plumbing mm -hmm. is really, really important mm -hmm. for big companies who might need to move it Absolutely. Um, or don't have something set up. Exactly. Absolutely. And that was a huge part of the design thinking behind it was that, you know, I think one of the barriers to creating great space is that there's a misperception that you need to do construction that's going to be expensive, that it will be disruptive. And so the idea in creating this is that it is actually movable. So if someone needs it for a year, you can have it and have a room designed around it. But then it's also easy to move it out and repurpose space. Um, so the idea was really to address some of the challenges and reduce the barriers um, for organizations to create this space. And, you know, obviously you have the product, but you guys are offering even more. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either of us can speak to it, yeah. Well, I think it's exciting. I mean, yeah. Dell and I both came to this business from different fields. I have my MBA, and I was a consultant for a long time. Um, so I'm, you know, leading sort of a... Um, you know, path of consulting work, one of the challenges that organizations face is that they need to get executive and leadership teams behind them um, 
in this initiative because they need budget, they may need space allocation. And so there can be some political maneuvering that has to happen. And so one of the things that we like to do is make sure that um, just as a partner, whether or not, um, you know, someone is buying, you know, extensive product from us, that there is that educational piece to it. So we do offer a consulting branch to help organizations understand the need, understand the numbers, which for a lot of organizations helps sort of bring to life what the benefits are, what the cost savings are, what the value is to them. Um, and we feel like that's a really important thing. So that's something I lead. And then Della can talk about the custom work that we do because she's an architect by training. So she brings a whole nother set of skills to the company. Yeah, so just paired with that, we do um, sort of a host of different things of revolving around like space allocation, um, product implementation. So, um, you know, we have clients that come to us and they just want something that we have off the shelf. And then we have clients that are building out packages for multiple locations. And then we're doing all the fixtures and finishes um, for custom, for example, furniture or inside of that space. Um, and then also something we're really excited about that we're launching this year is um, private breastfeeding pods. Um, so, you know, a lot of organizations just don't have the space. They really need the privacy. Um, so we're going to have a privacy solution that we're going to add to our products um, probably by the end of 2023. So that's really exciting for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of, you know, anecdotally has been helping push companies to make this investment, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure some people say, well, you know, we've got 10% of women, um, maybe one is going to have a baby in the next year, and mm -hmm. it's a short-term thing. So um, that's a really great question. So there's a lot of things happening right now, um, both in the legal world, but also, um, you know, sort of in the, in the world of um, health and, and maternal um, care, and those are all sort of coalescing to make this a really interesting moment for us. Um, so the first thing is that um, there's a couple of laws that have passed recently that are requiring um, employers to create lactation space. So the law is sort of behind us on that. The recent passage of the Pump Act um, that passed on December 27th, um, President Biden signed it into law. And that actually details out what um, companies need to do in order to provide this time and space for women. So that act that passed was actually um, an additional um, sort of piece of legislation. The original Pump Act passed in 2010, but it had some pretty big loopholes. And the one that just passed this past December really closed that and is now expanding protections to over 9 million women um, in different industries across the country. So that happened. That act was also coupled with something called the um, Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. And that um, just, again, created a little more legal foundation for how employees need to treat women from the moment that they discover they're pregnant through uh, maternity leave and then when they return to work. So there is a momentum to sort of create um, just a, a culture where um, employees not just you know, need to do it because it's the right thing to do, but now there's a compliance piece of it. Um, and so employers need to really keep an eye on that. The second thing that's happened, which is um, also really interesting, is that the American Academy of Pediatrics, um, you know, who are really the experts in um, breastfeeding and sort of the guidance on that, for about the past 10 years, had come out with the recommendation that if the health of the baby and the mother allow, a woman should strive to breastfeed for up to one year. And that had sort of been the guidelines that had been sort of widely accepted. 
In June of 2022, they revised those guidelines based on extensive research that substantiated the benefits of breastfeeding to baby and mother. And so they upped that from one year to two years. So again, if the health of the baby and the mother allow, now the American Academy of Pediatrics is saying, try to do this for two years. So what that means for employers is that women who are coming back to the office are, if they're choosing to pump, may be pumping for longer than ever before. And now companies may also have a legal imperative to do work that we already knew was the right thing to do, but now there's a compliance piece to it as well. So those two things are sort of happening at the same time. And then the third piece that's also really interesting is that the number of women leaving the workforce um, you know, coming out of the pandemic is astounding. And it's hitting different industries in different ways. But for example, in the manufacturing industry, it's hitting it very, very hard. So you know, CBS News reported that there were th uh, 3 million women who had left the workforce just in the pandemic alone. We're down to representation that's like, you know, it's like we haven't seen the, these level solo since 1988 um, of women represented in the workforce. So companies that are going to be focusing on recruiting and retaining women, I think are gonna have an eye on what they can do to be inclusive and supportive um, of you know, all workers. And this is one um, subset um, where they can actually make a really big difference by making a very small change. Yeah, it seems so small, but really it could be appealing to people who are mm -hmm. coming in you're giving them the office tour oh and we have you know this lactation space i think that would at least bring mm -hmm. you know yes. open up my eyes <laughs> absolutely um, you know, when looking at a company yep. to work for yep. yes and to your point i think it just speaks volumes to a company culture to say like this we know this is critical to like the culture of our company to have this available and to have this you know space that's clean and has the proper accommodation that's compliant, but also is beautiful and supportive in that way. Um, it, sort, it speaks sort of the same way to like other things like wellness rooms and things like that, where you think about kind of holistically at what an employee's life looks like and how you can mm -hmm. be supportive. Mm -hmm. And we hear from our clients that there is a ripple effect because when an employee seems, feels seen and supported, that actually extends to how other employees feel. And, you know, there's like this whole movement with DEI initiatives and the whole idea of just being an inclusive culture is very top of mind. And when, when employees really do feel like their needs are being met and they're not being, you know, shoved in a closet or asked to do something, you know, in a bathroom um, where it feels like unsafe or unsanitary um, or vulnerable, um, you know, that can have really big impacts on employee morale. And we hear that from clients that have, um, you know, I wouldn't say people, they're surprised, but I think they are um, excited that there are more benefits than they might have originally anticipated. Like they think they're supporting a single employee, but it actually turns out that they're supporting a whole team or they're supporting, you know, a, a broader community. And we hear that quite a bit. And are companies making this investment <clears throat> you know, permanent or are they like leasing space? How does it work? <laughs> both. I think both. I think it depends on the organization, what their individual needs are, what their space looks like, what their employee base looks like. Um, so both. And I think that one thing that we do in our work is to think sort of creatively and to kind of match the needs of the individual organization. You know, we do have mm -hmm. this off the shelf kind of product that is super flexible in terms of like you can rent, you can buy, whatever. But 
we also do custom, we also do hard plumbing, or we just say, hey, you know, you know, we have a chair, we have a station. So it's like, you know, a revolving sort of scenario where we're matching the needs of the individual client. So it's not really cookie cutter by any means. You know, no. you guys are forming depending on what the need yes. is. Yeah. Yes. And what are you working across all industries? I know, mm -hmm. you know, obviously Connecticut has a lot of manufacturers. You mentioned yes. that, but what other industries? Oh gosh. Yeah, we've worked I a mean, lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have, we have clients across industry geography. So we've done a lot actually with government and military. We've got some um, great stories of success with you know, working with the US Air Force. We've worked with some major um, you know, manufacturing. It's been a great focus for us because we know the need is so present. Um, so we've worked with a number of car manufacturers, um, you know, some, some fairly large names too. We've worked with, um, we've got a, a very large client where we're doing a, a multi-site implementation and they're a multinational. There's uh, 65 offices here in the U.S. and a couple, um, you know, abroad. Um, but then we also have the higher education, um, you know, we've healthcare had systems. healthcare systems, um, I mean, corporate clients, lots of corporate yeah. clients and yeah. even some like, you know, really small firms. Like it's sometimes surprising to us the investment that smaller firms will want to make. Um, it's not just large companies that see the need. Um, so we've been, I don't know, we think we've we've had a really great experience working across all kinds of industries. And um, and I think one thing that I could say that I think we we sort of both feel is that you know, this is an issue that affects anyone who's coming back to work who needs to pump. So it doesn't really matter what the size of the organization is. We always try to sort of meet their needs and tailor what we can provide to sort of, you know, elevate kind of what they can provide their employees. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we work across budgets and um, try to get creative. And as a company for you, you've had some substantial growth. Yes. Starting. Can you yeah. talk about, you know, that and your success there? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the, the journey of, of being a new company is uh, it's always different, you know, and um, what's been so exciting for us, I think, is seeing the traction we've been able to um, to get so early in our sort of tenure as a company. You know, we're still you now we've only been in business for a couple of years, um, but to be able to work with clients like Tesla and Volvo and um you know, huge university systems, um, huge hospital systems has just been for us, I think, um, really exciting. Um, but then I think really we just keep our eye on the impact that we're having. So it's not just that we're working with these like, you know, sort of premier companies and organizations, but really we look to see how is, how is what we're doing creating a better life for someone, creating a better experience. And we really think about when we measure our impact, just the value that we're providing. And, and that's the most rewarding thing. And when we hear from clients how this, you know, impacts them, that to us, I think, is probably the thing that we hold on to the tightest. But it's been really fun. And we're we're always busy. <laughs> like every day we're like, wow, there's a long, long list of things that we can tackle. Um, but that's good because I think it means that that there's a need for what we're doing and, um, and that hopefully means that we're doing it well and that people want to... Um, to partner with us because we're making a high quality product that people are enjoying. What do you think it means for women in the workplace, right? We keep talking about the decline, <laughs> but I mean, that's, yeah. right, that's yeah. overarching. You're pleasing yeah. your clients, but at the yes. end of the day, yeah. I think that's the key question. And I think <laughs> it goes back to the original kind of idea, which is that 
this moment of going back to work after having a child, it really doesn't matter if it's your first or your 10th or whatever it is, is like a pivotal moment in a career where you make a decision about what your life is going to look like and what motherhood means to you or parenthood. So it's like, um, it's not just that, you know, you have this physical bodily need that we're just like trying to educate around how do you address that physical bodily need, but it's about the emotional impact of how does one balance being a mother and working at the same time. And um, it's such a vulnerable moment. We call Mm -hmm. it like the key, like it's Mm -hmm. like the gateway to parenthood or motherhood is this moment when you leave your infant with someone else, if it's two weeks or four months, whenever it is, and you go back to work and you think about how am I going to manage this all? Am I going to stay in the workforce? Can I be a good mother and a good employee at the same time? So there's all of this stuff that happens together and it, it really has a lifetime of an impact on how you feel about your career advancements that you might make, decisions that you might make going forward. Um, so I think that um, it's, it's, it's really about that experience and also that the way that the employer can kind of provide some positive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. supportive experience that makes it even like makes their makes it a growth opportunity rather than an opportunity for shying away from um, mm-hmm. one's career or making t- choices mm-hmm. that you might otherwise not make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might be that light that someone needs saying they're on the fence, mm-hmm. but you know what? I can do this mm-hmm. because I feel supported. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think there's also like this, you know, trickle down effect when we talk about kind of healthy communities, but we know that breastfeeding is tied to a host of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really is just this moment of um, feeling like you're nourishing yourself and you're nourishing your child, however you choose to do it. And um, it becomes like a holistic mm-hmm. sort of thing in the workplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For that one. And obviously we're here in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are serving customers everywhere, but are you both Connecticut natives? You know, <laughs> this is the uh, CBIA. So we like to talk about, you know, your passion for being here and in the state. Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're not. Um, but um, we each came to New Haven sort of for, for the reasons I came um, about 15 years ago for grad school and um, didn't didn't leave. So that's how I ended up in, in New Haven um, from when I was at Yale. And, you know, it's been, it's not been where I expected to end up, but it's been um, a better than expected experience because it's a great community and it's a really great place to um, to raise a family, actually, and it's a really great place to start a business. So I feel really grateful um, that this is where my journey um, took me. And I, you know, I'm just really grateful that that we're here and that Dell and I are able to do this here. And you know, she has she has her own story too. Yeah, yeah um, I moved here actually for my husband's um, job. I moved from San Francisco and so it was a, a big change. But I have to say that I really give Connecticut credit for the growth of our business in a way because it's a smaller pond um, and it's such a supportive community. So I feel like it makes all the difference, especially for a business like ours. Like we're not, you know, we have a very sort of specific thing that we do and it's very, mm-hmm. you know, it needs, to, you know, it needs a, an audience that can understand and support. And I have to say we have amazing legislative leadership in this mm-hmm. state that I just want to say um, with um, 
Representative Porter, um, who was really made a big um, impact in some of the legislation that passed recently, and mm -hmm. um, Congresswoman DeLauro, who also made a huge impact in some of the le legislation that just passed. It's just, it's a very supportive state um, for this mm -hmm. topic, for women's mm -hmm. rights, for um, all sorts of, of things. So I think we just feel grateful to be in Connecticut um, and mm -hmm. it's made a big impact Absolutely. on our business. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we're lucky to have you. I'm sure there's many <laughs> manufacturers that will be, you know, listening to this. Um, as you guys grow, I know you said, so, you know, you had the hand washing, you have the lactation stations, you're looking at having pods. Mm -hmm. um, is it only yeah. even up from here in the next five years, you think? <laughs> That's our hope. <laughs> That's our hope. That's what we're working towards. And I think that... Um, I think that that's where the I think that's where the momentum is taking us. I think um, I think as people re envision what it means to work um, coming out of the pandemic, I think that there's only opportunity for us to better support each other, um, to be more holistic in how we acknowledge what someone's life looks like and what they need. And um, I feel like we just have a huge opportunity um, ahead of us as sort of you know, employers really rethink what it means to work. And as, you know, as we think what it means, you know, to balance different priorities in life. And instead of having to have an either or, you know, finding ways to integrate um, those successfully. So um, we're hopeful, we're excited. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining me and for inviting us here into this space. Thank you for listening to this week's BizCast. You can listen, like, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review and let us know if you have ideas for a future podcast. For a full list of episodes, head on over to CBIA.com.